Good morning. <laughs> Isn't it good to be here? Amen. It is. I am glad that you are here. I am glad that you have decided to, to be in the Lord's house today on our homecoming Sunday. I, it's just a really exciting time. Thank you if you're watching live and in person. Live and in person. Bless you. Thank you for being here live and in person. If you're watching live stream, we, we thank you. Hello. We appreciate you. <clears throat> Where are you? But anyway, I uh, hope that you've been watching the announcements because normally I ramble on about the announcements, but not today because it's homecoming and we got a whole lot of stuff. Shane's already been on me. Uh, make sure that you're not taking too much time. So we are not. We're not going to take too much time, but we do want to welcome everyone. Thank you so very much. Uh, we, we welcome our minister today and his wife, uh, Brother Taylor, and his wife, Sister Candy, but Sister Taylor. Uh, we are glad that they are here. Also, we have our ministers from New Hope Worship Center. We are excited that they are here today. Amen. Yes. So we are glad to, uh, to be able to share in ministry and, and working together. And just as a reminder, please make sure you stay because there's plenty of food. I know plenty of food came from our house, and so there's, there's a ton. Um, last week at the end of whew, school's over, y'all excited about that? Anyone else? Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Um, for for. Poor Gracie, she still has next week to go, but that's okay. Um, but yes, school's over, thank you, Lord. And the the week that school ended, we had a little ceremony with um, with different awards, and they were given to the kids. and And one of my teachers said, "All right, well, I'm gonna tell what award this is, and then Miss Williams is also good. I'm gonna say some things about you guys, and then Miss Williams is also gonna say some things about you." And I looked at her and I thought, "Well, I wish that you had mentioned this to me before, because I would have had something prepare, prepared." But y'all know me, so I just um, <clears throat> off the top of my head began to. <laughs> began to talk about the kids and, and the different things about, that I had remembered about them through the year and different kinds of attributes that I noticed about them. And as they came up to get their award and they were given, you know, all these different things, and I was saying to them, you know, you are, you're so smart, you're so bright, you're, you're this and you're this and you're this. And some of them, you could tell, received that sort of affirmation all the time and they would just smile and thank you but then some of them it's they just soaked it up because the thing is we all like to hear what's good about us we all like to hear but oftentimes we're listening to the wrong source oftentimes we're hearing from those who have no idea who we are who have no no investment in our destiny so I encourage you today to only listen to the voice of the Lord as he tells you who you are because you are his child and only he can tell you. Only he can put that affirmation into you in a true and real way because he knows where you've been, but he knows where you're going. Amen. Let's stand this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in this service. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to you because you are good. God, we thank you and we praise you that you are our Father. Father, that you know exactly where we are, but you don't hold that against us. 
God, that you, you brought us from where we were and we're grateful. And God, we thank you that you know where we're going. God, before we were even born, you had it placed within our hearts that we would head the way that we're going. And God, I just ask you that you would work and move in us today, that we would go toward you. Father, that we would receive your word today through whatever it is, if it's through praise and worship. God, if it's through the moms and the ministry that's done here today. Father, if it's through the, the hearing of your word, I ask that each person receive. Lord, if there are those who have come in today who don't know you as Savior, I ask that you change them today. God, that you help them to understand and realize that you are the only truth. You are the only way. God, that you love them so much. You gave Jesus to die, but God, that you have given us victory through his resurrection. I just ask now that you have your will in your way in each and everything that's done. Take away any nervousness. God, take away any apprehension. I just ask that we would submit ourselves completely to you. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name, Jesus. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me and know his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. Free at last. Free at last, He has ransomed me, His grace runs deep. While I was a slave to Jesus died for me. Yes, He died for me. Who the Son sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house. In my Father's house. There's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Sing, I'm chosen. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. Sing that again. Chosen, not forsaken. Oh, I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. Lord, I am who you say I am. Yes, I am who you say I am. For me, I'm a child of God. 
forsaken so I am who you say I am you are for me not against me I am who you say I am one more time I am chosen not forsaken I am who you say I am you are for me not against me I am who you say I am, oh I am who you say I am, yes I am who you say I am, who the sun sets me, oh it's free indeed, I'm a child of God, oh yes I my father's house there's a place for me i'm a child of god yes i am give him praise hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus praise your holy name lord we bless you today thank you jesus There is a river of gladness that pours from Emmanuel's veins. The sinner was plunged beneath the flood and God saved. Since then I walk in forgiveness. All of my guilt is erased. Of the past, they are broken at last. I got saved. Oh, I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? I've received nothing but goodness. I've tested and tasted His grace. I 
I was so lost till I fell at his cross and God saved. Oh, I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of my Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? The love of God gave me His pardon. The love of God won't let me stay the same. The love of God pulled me up higher. His will is stronger, that's why I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of my Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus, how could I want more? I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. You got a hold of my life. God, Jesus, how could I want more? I've got Jesus, how could I want more? I've got Jesus. Could I want more? Hallelujah. Give him praise if you know he saved you. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Thank you all so much for coming this morning for homecoming. I'm glad to see so many faces here, some we haven't seen in a while, so it's glad to have everybody here today. Uh, glad to have Brother and Sister Taylor with us this morning. They may not remember, but I worked with them at youth camp in eastern North Carolina, all three camps. So um, they did a great job in Dina, too. So, um, so yeah, it was uh, they're uh, great, uh, great folks, and we're glad to have them here this morning. Um, we did have, we do also have the Justice League with us this morning. Um, Jesus League, Justice League, Jesus League, sorry. <laughs> um, so we're glad to have, it, have them here this morning as well. Um, and so we just want to uh, take up offering this morning um, for um, just, you know, we, we had rooms for these folks and to honor our evangelists this morning and just some, some things that we've done around the church to get things prepared. So thank you for what you do. Um, and I would ask Sister Joyner, would you mind saying the blessing over the offering this morning? Speak to God who always calls. 
intercessors to triumph in his name. Thanks be to God who always causes us to win. Yeah, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in his name. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Gretchen to help me this morning, so you pray for us as we sing, Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Good. 
solid rock I stand All of the ground is sinking sand So stomp your feet and clap your hands Our feet are on the rock On Christ the solid rock I stand All of the ground is sinking sand So stomp your feet and clap your hands Our feet are on the rock On Christ the solid rock I stand Good to be a, it's, it's good to be a part of is this song? Okay, it's good to be a part of this homecoming service. It's good to see each and one every one of you in it, and I hope to see you next week too. It is it's now time to receive any prayer requests you may have. Gretchen? Definitely pay for pop ups back. Angel.
if not, lifted hands for unspoken prayer requests. All right, stand with me as we pray. Thank you. We normally do fellowship at this time, but right now we're going to have Jennifer and Leneva come up and sing a song for us. I don't know what, what they did to this thing. You can cut this off. Huh? Praise the Lord. It's good to be home today. Amen? Amen. It is so good to be here in the Lord's house. And I just appreciate the opportunity to be with my family, um, my extended family. <laughs> I love you guys. And um, Ronnie asked me, he said, y'all going to sing? I said, do I ever come to daddy's and not sing? <laughs> so... Anyway, um, I do appreciate the opportunity for you to, you guys to invite our team here and um, you all continue to pray for us. We are growing. We are growing in the Lord and um, God's doing a good thing. He's doing a big thing in our Jesus League and I'm so glad that he has allowed me to be a part of it. Um, Amen. So after we... We are. We we do want to say. I'm not going to go on like we need to. But uh, we are very glad that that all of you were able to be here today. We are glad that our ministers were here 
Great job, guys. And we are also glad, again, that uh, Brother Taylor is here with us. So after Leneva and I finish singing, Brother Taylor's going to come up. But just a little bit about Brother Taylor. He is the uh, Western North Carolina State Youth Director. He was um, called to preach at 17 up in the mountains, right? So, yes, yeah, so early age and talking about the things that the Lord's doing in young people's lives, even at a very young age, can be called to ministry and can can succeed in ministry even to this point. And uh, so he went to East Coast Bible College when there was an East Coast Bible College. He went to Lee University and also to uh, Wesley Seminary. And we are we are glad that he is here. He was in the eastern part of North Carolina as their state youth director. Yes, and just like Jeff mentioned, well, I mean, western North Carolina. We've got Chick-fil-A's on every corner, right? Tar Heels, that's right. Anyway, but we... Uh, we're glad that he's he's in the West now. So, a, again, we're glad that he's here with us. And as soon as we finish, he's going to come up. But worship with us while we sing. Amen. I was lost in shame, could not get past my blame until he called my name. I'm so glad he found me, Jesus, down, but Jesus pulled me out. Now I'm no longer found. I'm so glad he changed me, see I'm now a new creation in Christ. The old has gone, there's new life. I live by faith, not by sight. There is a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Yes, it's mine. I'm not the author of my story. And he's mine, yes, he's mine. Sin has left me blind, and Jesus opened my eyes. Now I have seen the light. I'm so glad he changed me. Now I'm walking free. I've got the victory. See, it's all over me. I'm so glad he changed me. See, I. Now a new creation in Christ The old has gone, there's new life I live by faith, not by sight There is a new name written down in glory And he's mine, yes it's mine met the author of my story and he's mine yes he's mine there is a new name written down in glory and he's mine yes it's mine i met the author of my story and he's mine yes he's mine 
I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. There is a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Yes, it's mine. I'm not the author of my story, and he's mine. Yes, he's mine. There is a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Yes, it's mine. I'm not the author of my story. And he's mine, yes he's mine, and he's mine, yes he's mine, and he's mine, yes he's mine. Hallelujah, 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 praise the Lord. Jesus is mine. Jesus is mine. Everywhere I'll be, everywhere I'll be, Jesus is mine. Jesus is mine. Jesus is mine. Everywhere I'll go, everywhere I'll be, oh, Jesus is mine. Jesus is mine. Jesus is mine. Everywhere I'll go, everywhere I'll be, everywhere I'll go, everywhere I'll be. Everywhere I go, everywhere I'll be, oh, Jesus is mine. Well, welcome home. This is the house of the Lord, and He's invited us to come into His presence. And what a joy to get to come together and be family. Praise the Lord. I, what an honor to be with you on homecoming for 2021 and to get to share in this, uh, this time together. How neat to have all age groups represented in the service today. Did you notice that Gretchen did an awesome job? Who needs Marvel and the Justice League? We'll take Jesus League anytime. Awesome job, guys. Awesome job. My, what a wonderful day it is to get to be together in the Lord. I am so excited to get to be with you. Candy and I are thrilled to get to be a part of this day. 
I do bring you greetings from our administrative bishop, Dr. Ken Bell and Sister Trish. They wanted you to know that they love you and are praying for you and are just so excited about all that God's doing here in, in Cornelius and, and just, uh, just touching and ministering in such a powerful way. Matt and Tracy Gunner, our director of evangelism, also bring you greetings. So uh, I bring you greetings from them. And uh, it's just great to be part of a big family, isn't it? I love being a part of a big family. As a matter of fact, did you realize that you are a part of a family that has about 8 million members? If you add to that attendees and friends of the church, there's about 15 million of us worldwide. That's amazing. The sun never sets on our ministry. Isn't that amazing? We may go to bed here in the U.S., but somewhere around the world, 24 hours a day, the Church of God is allowing uh, ministry to go forth, and people are being saved and touched and changed, and, and what a tremendous privilege that is to be a part of that church. And so thank you so much for your part in it. Thank you for what you're doing here. Uh, I do want to take just a few moments and, uh, and just say thank you for the privilege of getting to serve as your state youth and discipleship director. We love what we do. We love ministering to this generation. It's so good to finally get to do something again. Uh, we, had, uh, we were the first state this year to get to do teen talent. We did that back in March, and we we're so excited to get to do that. We just finished a, a number of regional youth worship gatherings all across the state and saw students lead worship and, and do various types of ministry in those, and that's exciting. And youth camp is coming. And where's, where's my youth camp working brother? Where, where are you? I, oh, baby. Oh, hey, hey. Best week ever. If you worked with me, you've heard that story. Best week ever is coming up. We've got high school, middle school, and kids camp coming this summer, just a few weeks away. And there's still time. There's still a few slots open. We had to limit because of COVID craziness to 75 campers per camp. I think there's two slots left in middle school, about 10 slots left in high school, and a few left in kids camp. So if you haven't registered yet, do that today. Uh, take advantage of the opportunity to be a part of camp. And also, if you're too old to attend as a camper, um, you know, I started when I was seven and I'm not anymore. But I keep on going to camp because they let me work. So I would love to have you be a part of the volunteer staff and be a part of, uh, of uh, investing of yourself into the lives of students. And so, so much going on. Plus, let me just mention this for Dr. Bell, camp meeting, state camp meeting is happening uh, just uh, one week from today. To, uh, at the night, uh, let's see, 6 o'clock next Sunday night at Central Church in Charlotte. And Dr. Raymond Culpepper will be our speaker and uh, tremendous, tremendous preacher. And then the rest of the week, Monday through Wednesday, Dr. Mark Williams will be our speaker. So I invite you to be a part of camp meeting. Now turn to your neighbor and say, all the announcements are over. <laughs> Commercial break is over. And now back to the word. Pastor Joyner, thank you so much for the privilege of getting to share today in, in this special service. We love you and are praying for you and believing God's best. And what an honor to get to be in your pulpit today to, to share for homecoming. I want to turn our attention to a passage of scripture that you're probably familiar with. Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse number 18. Homecoming is a wonderful time. It's a time to remember, and man, I, I would love to be able to sit down with you and hear the stories of this house. Um, drove up and saw the, the previous building, and then this beautiful new edifice, and I would love to hear the stories. My goodness, would, if you had the opportunity to get up and tell the stories of how you came to be here, just remembering all that God's done in the past, 
Homecoming is a time of remembering. It's also a time of revisiting, of, of coming back home and revisiting where things have been and how God has led and how He's been faithful and revisiting why we are here and why we do what we do. It's also a time to recommit to those things that are of utmost importance. This morning, I want to look at that foundational reason why we as the church even exist. And I want us to recommit to that this morning. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the word. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity and the privilege of being together. Lord, to celebrate homecoming. And Lord, as we celebrate, as we reminisce about the things that have brought us to this point, as we revisit those moments, those milestones in this church's history, we, we thank you for everything that you have done. We thank you for your hand upon this house, this place, this congregation. And Lord, we recommit today, oh Lord, to being who you've called us to be. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory and honor. The mighty and wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And let everybody say, Amen. Amen. I will tell you, I'm a little bit of an old school Pentecostal preacher. That means I preach better if you help me preach. I also preach shorter if you help me preach. Because if you get real quiet, I think you're not getting it. And I tend to start repeating myself. So help the preacher preach this morning. Amen. 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 I do understand that, the, what is it, the 10th beatitude is, Blessed is the preacher who doesn't preach long at homecoming because the food is waiting. <laughs> So I'm going to try to remember that as we look at this passage. But I do feel like God's given me something for us this morning. Recommitting to why we are here. Have you ever thought about what makes the church different from other gatherings of people? There are many gatherings of people, many reasons why people get together. There are clubs and civic organizations, there are school classrooms and, and uh, reunions, there's family gatherings, family reunions. There are a lot of reasons why people get together. What makes the church different? What separates the church from every other gathering of people on this earth? And I believe if we look at Matthew chapter 28, these verses that we've read as our text, we're going to begin to be reminded of why we are different. We exist for a purpose. We are not just here to take up space. We're not just here to get together. We're not just here to, to enjoy one another's company, though I hope we do all of those things. But we are here for a divine purpose. And I want us to look at it. And as we look at these verses, I want to remind you as we start that this great commission, which is what it's called, this commission, this reason why we exist, is based on the authority of Jesus Christ. He began by saying, all authority is given unto me, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. So I want us to understand that the reason we exist and what Christ has commissioned us to do is based on His absolute unlimited authority. There is nothing beyond Him, nothing above Him, nothing stronger than Him, nothing more powerful than Him. And He has set our purpose. And He has promised to help us fulfill the reason we exist. Amen. 
I want us to look at it. He says, as we begin this passage and really begin to dig into it, after he says, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth, he says, go ye therefore. The first thing that I want us to realize and remember and recommit to is that we are called together so that we can go. That we are called not just to come together and enjoy being together and maybe even enjoy the presence of God, but we are called to come together and get fueled up and ready to go into the world. Now, I want to challenge us with something. Is it okay if I get in here, Pastor? I want to challenge us with something, folks. Sometimes we look at this passage and we see go into all the world and we get in our minds perhaps a missions trip or a missionary going. And that is true. Missionaries do go. And we can take short-term mission trips and go. That there is a, a specific time that we set aside and we go to a particular place for the purpose of ministry. And that's fine. But that's not what this passage is saying. As we look at this passage, go, the, the, the most basic understanding of the context is as you go. It's as you go into all the world, as you are going, as you are operating in the daily parts of your life. You see, what we need to understand is mission is not just a trip that we take or a specific event that we set aside on our calendar to go somewhere, but mission is about our life. Your life is your mission. And everywhere you go, that's your mission field. Where's the mission field? It's in Africa. Yes, thank God for the missionaries who go to Africa. It's in China. Thank God for those who are going to the Asian countries, China and other places. But did you know that the mission field is also right where you live? The mission field is right where you work. The mission field is the neighborhood that your house is in. The mission field is the store where you shop. The mission field is the restaurants where you eat. The mission field is wherever you are. Your life is your mission. And wherever you are, that's your mission field. So God is calling us in this passage to commit ourselves, to recommit ourselves as a church to being those who go. We must be intentional and purposeful in living as a witness of Jesus Christ. You may say, well, no, I'm not a, I don't know the scriptures that well. I don't know a number of verses that well. But here's the thing. You do know what Jesus has done for you. You do remember what He did for you. You remember when He found you, the condition He found you in. You may have been a good moral person or you may have been in the gutter. You may have had a life that was, that was falling apart and, and going to pieces. But whichever extreme it is, you know where Jesus found you. And that's the story we tell. We tell the story of I met someone. His name is Jesus. He found me at my point of need. And there He saved me. There He wrote my name in in his book of life there he gave me hope there he put pieces back together there he healed me there he set me free delivered me and gave me life and freedom and life abundant that's who I want to introduce you to so we have the opportunity go going we need to be those who are on mission what are we to be doing as we're on mission if we continue in the passage we are to be Preaching, teaching the good news of Jesus Christ. We are to be evangelizing. Did you know that you are called to win people to Jesus? Every one of us are. Every one of us are called to preach, to teach. You may preach in your words, but you preach even more in your living. There's an old saying, I heard it growing up, 
that you may be the only Bible some people ever read. You may be the only Jesus some people ever see. And so we need to be careful, intentional, and purposeful in how we present the gospel by our lives. Can I challenge us with something? Instead of complaining, perhaps we look up and change our perspective and see the thing that we would complain about as an opportunity to do something good for God. Wouldn't it be revolutionary if the world could look at us and instead of us joining them in their complaints, we begin to offer them hope and offer them a solution through the person of Jesus Christ? Oh, you see, we've been called to live differently in a positive way so that when people, and and the scriptures actually say, when they ask for the reason, for the hope that's in you, that we are to give them the answer. Now, that only means that we've lived in such a way that they've wanted to ask, why are you different? How can you be so calm when the world's going crazy? How can you be so confident when everybody else has lost hope? How can you have what you have when everybody else seems to have lost everything? When we live that way, when we live positively different in a, in a positive way from the rest of the world and they ask us, then we can tell them, I am confident because I am not basing my confidence on what's going on around me. My, my life is not dependent upon Wall Street or on, on the economy or on the world governments or, or what's going on. My life is on the solid rock Christ Jesus. And so I am confident when it's going my way, everything is great and I'll praise God. But if nothing's going my way, I still know that I am on the solid rock. And if I live, I live to the Lord. But if I die, I die unto the Lord. So it's okay whatever's going on. I have a confidence that far exceeds this world. So we're to be preaching, teaching of Jesus Christ, intentionally, purposely living out a witness for Him. Second thing that we see is baptizing them. The name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, what does that mean? What, how, do I, how do I do that? I mean, we just have baptism occasionally. And, but the fact of the matter is, what baptism is, it's an initial rite where a person declares that they are dead to sin and alive to Jesus Christ. And the second part of it is that now I am part of a brand new family. And so what can you do as far as baptism goes? We may not be the ones who actually dunk people in the water, but we can have a part in in this of it to be sure to embrace those new people who come to Christ. To embrace them. Hey, they may not look like us. They may not act like us. They may not smell like us. But hey, if they come to Jesus Christ, my responsibility is to begin to embrace them and welcome them and let them know you're part of the family now. And that's okay. And God will work on you and God will help you. But right now, I just want you to know I'm wrapping my arms around you. I'm wrapping my prayers around you. I'm wrapping my faith around the fact that I believe the same God who worked in me is going to work in you and bring you life and life more abundant life that means something life like it's supposed to be so we're to be baptizing them and teaching them to observe all things that I've said so what does that mean we need to share with people the truth of the word of God can I be honest with you truth is not always well received in this world But we are called to speak the truth in love. And to help people in love to live life in a way that honors God. 
Did you know that there's a way to live our lives that is honoring to God? There's also ways to live life dishonoring to God. And we're called to help those new believers. We've preached Jesus and they've accepted Christ. We've enfolded them. We've accepted them. We've embraced them. But now we can begin to teach them and help them in love with a motivation and a heart of love to understand the truth of Scripture so they can live in a way that honors God. Don't you want your life to be an honor unto God? I want my life to honor Him. And I want to help others learn to honor Him in their living. And that's why we're called, that's what we're called to do as the church. We're called to preach, to baptize, and to teach. Then I want to share the last thing with you. And that's the last part of that passage. And lo, I am with you always. Hallelujah. As we embrace and recommit ourselves as individuals and as the church, as we recommit ourselves to being who God's called us to be, to living our life on mission, preaching, baptizing, and teaching, as we recommit ourselves as the church to do that, we have a promise. Jesus Christ is with us. The one with all authority who called us and commissioned us said, I'm not going to make you do it on your own. I'm not going to leave you to do it on your own strength, in your own abilities, in your own power, but I'm going to be right there with you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm going to be with you all the way to the end of the world. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So thank God for the promise of His presence. But also the promise of His anointing, His help. The fact that He's there and He helps us do what we can't do. I've heard some well-meaning people say things like this. Oh, honey, don't worry about it. God will never ask you to do something you can't do. That sounds nice and fluffy. Fact is, it's a lie. God will always ask you to do something you can't do. What do you mean? He asked a blind man to see. He asked a lame man to walk. Pick up your bed and walk. He asked ignorant and unlearned men to be the ones who would stand up and represent Him to a world. And the Bible says that they turned the world upside down. And people looked at them and said, I can tell they've been with Jesus. Jesus will always ask us to do something that's beyond us, something that's bigger than us. And the promise of heaven is that when we do that, when we step out to fulfill the commitment, when we step out to obey the commission, He is with us and He enables us to do what's beyond us. That's why He said, you will will cast out devils. You will speak with new tongues. You will... Find that when you, when you speak to those who are demon-possessed, the demons have to leave them. You'll find that when you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. You'll find that you'll have things to say to people that they don't know how in the world you know that. I didn't know that, but God showed that to you through me. God is with us. His anointing, His presence, His supernatural is with us when we go. And not only that, and not only is He present with us, not only is He anointing us, But He protects us. Isn't that amazing? He said it in Mark's account of the Great Commission that you'll pick up any serpent and it won't harm you. You drink deadly poison and it won't poison you. Let me just say this. That's not telling us 
go out and grab snakes. I prefer to handle one with a 12 gauge. But what, I'm learn, what I know is that God's promising His protection. That He will protect us to enable us to accomplish the mission He sent us on. He will be present. He will provide everything we need. And He will protect us so that we can accomplish the mission that He has sent us on. And the last thing I'll say is this. In that promise, there is a destination for our going. And that is that together we get to be with Him forever in heaven. You don't hear a whole lot of preaching on heaven anymore, a whole lot of preaching on what's beyond here anymore, but I want you to know that there is a promise of heaven, that there is coming a day when Jesus is going to call us to be with Him, and we will be with Him forever. There will be no more sorrow, nor crying, nor pain, nor death. All of those things will be passed away, and we will get to be with Him forever in a place of unimaginable beauty. How beautiful is it? Well, the pavement's gold. The foundations of the building are precious jewels. We don't know what the visible part of it's going to be. He just told us how beautiful the foundations are. If he would just tell us how beautiful the foundations are, imagine what it's going to be like when we get to behold that and be there and be with him forever. There is a promised destination inherent in the call to go. And so I challenge us this morning, Cornelius, I challenge us this morning to be a church who recommits to go. Be on mission. And God has great things in store for this house. I want you to stand to your feet, if you will, and let's be ready to pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning and we thank you so much. We thank you so much for who you are, for what you're doing in us. God, how exciting to be part of a homecoming celebration. Lord, to get to be here as the church reunites some from distances away have come home. And Lord God, we get to remember and think about all the good things you've done. But Lord, thank you also for the opportunity to recommit ourselves to the very reason that we exist. Recommit ourselves to doing what you've called us to do oh, yes. as your church. Lord, there are too many lost people outside of these walls. There are too many people, even within walking distance of this building, who don't know you. They need you, Lord God. And we thank you and we praise you. Hallelujah. Church, I want to do this. this uh, COVID has changed the way we do a lot of things. Altar time is one of them. And that's okay. We'll, we'll, just, we'll adjust. This is what I want us to do. Since God has called us to go, that involves real people who are lost who need Jesus. So for the next few moments, I'm going to pray this. God, would you bring someone to our minds that is lost and needs you? Someone in our life realm. Someone maybe in our own home, in our neighborhood, in our school or our workplace, where we shop. Somebody that needs Jesus as Lord and Savior. Father, would you right now, I pray, bring someone to every mind in this place. God, let every person in this house right now think of somebody. Put that person on their hearts and their minds right now, Father. 
And we thank you and we praise you and we glorify you. Thank you, Jesus. And here's what we're going to do is our altar call today. We're going to pray three prayers together. First of all, we're going to pray, Father, and I want you to call the name of the person God brought to your mind. Would you allow your Holy Ghost, your Holy Spirit, to bring conviction in the life of that person and call their name? What is conviction? It's an old school Pentecostal word. It simply means that the Holy Ghost goes to that individual and He helps convince them of their need for a Savior and that Jesus is the Savior they need. That's what conviction is. So I want us to pray together right now. Would you join me in that prayer? And then we'll pray two more prayers, but let's pray this one first. And I want you to call their name. Father, I come to you today and I join with my brothers and sisters in this house. And I pray, oh God, that you would bring Holy Ghost conviction to the life of the people that you brought to our minds today. God, they're calling the name of the individual that you brought to their mind. But Lord, I'm just joining with them and I'm praying, Lord, let your Holy Spirit go where we can't go. Let your Holy Spirit do what we can't do. Let your Holy Spirit say what we can't say in bringing conviction to their lives. God, I pray that you know exactly what it's going to take to bring them to that place of being convinced of their need of the Savior and that you, Jesus, are the Savior they need. God, I pray that you will do whatever needs to be done. Bring that kind of conviction, oh God, that, that disturbs their sleep, that causes their appetite to go away, that messes with them so that they can't get away from it, God, until they know, oh Lord God, that they've got to surrender to Jesus Christ. Let Holy Ghost conviction come in the lives of each person that you've brought to our minds this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're doing that. I praise you, Lord. I glorify you. Hallelujah. The second prayer we're going to pray is based on a on the command of Jesus. Jesus commanded, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers into his harvest field. I don't understand why, but for whatever reason, God has chosen to partner with us as human beings to be instruments and tools in His hand to, to do His work. And so we need to pray, God, as your Holy Spirit goes and prepares someone, convinces them of their need of a Savior and that Jesus is the Savior they need, somebody needs to go behind that and be the one who at the right time, with the right words, leads them to Jesus. So would you pray with me right now that prayer that Jesus commanded us to pray, Lord of the harvest, send a laborer. Father, we come to you this morning and we thank you and we praise you. God, I thank you that you have commanded us to pray to you, the Lord of the harvest, that you would send laborers. And God, I do pray right now for the people that you've brought to our minds this morning. I pray that you would send a laborer, someone who in the right time with the right words can meet them at the point of their need when the Holy Spirit has prepared them and can lead them to Christ. They can say the right words and the right attitude and the right spirit that will get them and will help walk them through a prayer of repentance, a time of praying and calling on you and believing in you until they're saved, God. I pray that you would send a laborer, oh God, to every Every one of these people, Lord, don't let one of them go without a labor. Don't let any of the harvest be lost, O oh God, for lack of a laborer. God, send a laborer, we pray. We thank you and we praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to pray one more prayer together and then we'll be done. And that's the Isaiah 6 prayer. Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, send me. 
We know that God, the Lord of the harvest, can send anyone He wants to be the one to go and to say the right words at the right moment to bring that person to salvation as the Holy Ghost goes ahead and does His work of conviction. But wouldn't it be amazing if He allowed us to be the one? So this morning, I just want us to say this, Lord, here I am. If you would choose to let me be the one who goes and ministers to this person, then, Lord God, I'm willing to go. Here I am, Lord, send me. Send whoever you choose, God. But, Lord, I'm available, I'm willing, if you would take me and allow me to be a part of that. Would you pray that prayer with me? Father, you've brought people to our minds this morning, someone in particular, and we've prayed for them by name. We've prayed this morning that your Holy Spirit will go ahead of us and bring conviction in their lives. Say what we can't say, do what we can't do, go where we can't go to convince them of their need of a Savior and that you, Jesus, are the Savior they need. And we've asked you to send a laborer and we believe you, Lord of the harvest, that since you commanded us to pray this prayer, that you are going to answer that prayer. But Lord God, we add to that just one simple thing. Lord, if you would choose me to be the one to go, here I am, Lord, send me. God, I'll go, I'll do, I'll say, I'll, I'll be the instrument that you use if you would like for me to do that, God. If you'll give me that opportunity, if you'll give me that opportunity, God, I will go. And I thank you for that. I commit myself to you this morning. And I thank you and I bless you and I praise you for who you are, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Now, would you take just a few moments? If we believe that the Holy Spirit's going ahead of us and that He's sending a laborer, maybe even us, then we need to rejoice in the souls that are going to be one to Jesus as the church recommits to mission. Father, we thank You for new birth into the kingdom of God. We thank You for these people that You are working on even right now and that You're sending a laborer and maybe even us, Lord God, to win them to Christ. I thank You, Lord Jesus. In advance, I thank You for what You're doing. I thank You, God, for they're coming to Jesus. I thank You for us being able to disciple them and train them and raise them up, Lord. I thank You for what You're going to do, Lord. We give you honor, we give you glory, we give you praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We bless and praise your name for it all, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.